0: hello and welcome to the break a bat podcast where baseball meets broadway an attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas we're happy to have you with us now let's play ball Hello and welcome to Break a Bat, where baseball meets Broadway and sports meets show business. This is Al Malafrante coming at you from the batter's box as we welcome someone from the screen who in recent years has put together a very impressive back of the baseball card. You can see her currently in the BET Plus series Sacrifice, where she plays the role of Jameson. She's also known for her soaring role as Salt in Lifetime's hit biopic, Salt and Pepper. And I'm just so grateful she could join us tonight. So with that being said, I ask you all to please turn your attention to home plate. Just beyond the marquee, now batting Gigi Townsend. Gigi, welcome to The Break of Bat.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It is an honor. You're in a pretty fancy recording studio right there. The folks at home, I know that they can't see this, but it looks pretty <gasps> legit.
1: Yeah. No, this is this is makeshift. This is a wall and it collapses. I <laughs> <They> just <laughs> threw it together. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: it looks like a pretty solid setup. How's everything going? You're out in L.A.?
1: Yes, yes. Out in LA. It's it's rainy day scheduled today, um, which I love. You were the only reason why I put on an actual top, you know, because we still have one pajamas at the bottom. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, business at the, the top, sleepy day at the bottom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Appreciate you going out of your way all on my account. It really means a lot. Oh, we're so grateful to have you here, really.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. And you've had a uh, pretty busy fall. I know you've been making the rounds quite a bit, uh, you know, talking about sacrifice. How exciting has this whole ride been for you?
1: Um, It's been really dope, um, especially because, well, it's crazy with the way that like all of my projects have come out. They've all dropped this year. So like with Salt and Pep, we shot that in 2019, and because of the pandemic, it got pushed to 2021. So to do press talking about that and then press from All-American, those characters were kind of similar. And now to be doing press about sacrifice, Jameson, granted, she is a singer and entertainer, but she has a completely different side of her. So it's really cool to be able to talk about the, the evil character that I am, essentially. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she's kind of like the uh, like the diva of the uh, clientele, right?
1: She is, but she is a drug lord in her own right as well.
0: A drug lord, oh, the scandalous.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. And she comes from it's a it's a family business um, that we that we find out. We don't get deep into how the family business is actually working, but we do find out that it's not just her by herself, it's her parents that started it, and now she's running it for for her parents. So hopefully in season two, we get to explore what that looks like as far as the family business. I mean, I'm very interested in to find out how deep it actually goes and like where it started.
0: Now, did you have any input into actually creating the character? No, no. I I
1: came in just... You know, just a squirrel in, in a world that was
0: already <laughs> created, yeah. Well, you know what was pretty cool, though, just to touch on uh, the work that you did with Salt and Pep, is that you didn't you actually get to work with Cheryl James, better known as Salt, to help uh, put that together?
1: Yes, yes. Um, we actually, from from the very beginning, Cheryl and and Sandy were very instrumental in the audition process. Um, you know, they were the ones okaying girls to go through the different rounds and things like that. And and not only did the network have to sign off on us, uh, Cheryl and uh, and Sandy had to sign off on on me and the other actors that played played Sandy. So, you know, they were very much so involved. They were executive producers and, you know, even just the day to day on set, if, you know, a line was said, you know, they would be like, okay, no, I would say it this way. Or if it was written a certain kind of way, they would be like, yeah, I wouldn't say that I would say this. So they were very, very hands-on with the entire process. And I think that's what really helped with the, with the authenticity of it all. Um, and, and really just creating a, a great project and telling the story. And I, and I think what was so important about the movie in general and them being involved is they told the story the way that they wanted it to be told. Beyond any, anyone else, any outside noise, this was their life story and this is how they wanted to, it to be told. So it's like, you know, you have to respect that.
0: Now, do you think that they used a fair amount of uh, objectivity since they controlled the narrative?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and I know that there were some things that, that they both were even nervous about uh, showing in the movie too. Um, but yeah, I think... I think the fans got those iconic moments that they could look back on and say, oh yeah, I remember that Arsenio Hall interview or I remember, you know, that music video. And then we learned some things about, you know, the dynamics with their certain relationships, things that were going on, things about Herbie and Cheryl that no one knew about. Um, So I I think it was a a good balance of bringing back the nostalgic moments and having the audience... Feel like, okay, I'm, I'm sucked back into the time while also uh, finding out, oh, I had no idea this was going on behind the scenes, you know, because there was not social media back then. And, you know, like celebrities were so far removed from the audience when the cameras were off. So to find out all these different things and even the dynamics between Sandy and Cheryl behind the scenes and, and some of the things that were going on between them. You know, it it was an eye-opener, I feel like, and and commendable to them to say, okay, this is what you guys didn't see. You you might love it, you might hate it, you may not agree with it, but this is the story.
0: What was it that surprised you the most?
1: Cheryl and Herbie's relationship. Yeah, I... (sighs) I mean, I understand when you love someone, I do, but I didn't understand why, why she stayed so long. Like (laughs) in, when I was shooting, I'm like, I would not be here. I would not be in this relationship with this man. I want to punch him in the face. Um, but filming that whole process in, in, uh, Cleveland Birdo, who played Herbie was an absolute dream. And, uh, You know, we we were able to create really real, authentic moments in the scenes and and just, you know, do what we were hired to do as actors, you know, and and it was it was great.
0: Now, I'm just going to give you a little baseball parallel here for a moment because quite often, because you were talking about, like, I know you filmed salt and pep in 2019, but all this stuff is coming out in 2021. It's kind of like a career year. And a lot of times in baseball, guys have their best seasons when they Mm -hmm. have to overcome some sort of a big challenge. Now, obviously, you had a very credible um, you know, line of work up until this point, but was there like a big challenge that you had to overcome into like getting into the headspace, you know, for both, uh, you know, Jameson and, um, and with Cheryl?
1: Um, honestly, I will say, and I think most people can attest to this with the way that 2020 for some people, it's as if it doesn't really exist. Um, because we weren't doing anything. Um, But within that, it was the having to hold on to, okay, your project's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Because it was supposed to come out in May of 2020. And to then get the, well, we're going to push it. We don't know when we're pushing it to, but we have to push it and we're going to hold it. And it's like, will people care then? You know, because when we got home in 2019, they started running commercials in December, you know, and I was like, okay, it's about to happen, you know, and because every actor, you know, their dream is to get one job and that job, you know, segue them to the next job. So I was like, okay, this is it. And then it didn't happen. So it's like the waiting around, the waiting around. And then, you know, once it dropped, it's like, okay, it's out. And then my all American episodes dropped after that. And then going to film sacrifice and sacrifice dropping. I, I think it was last week I sat, I was thinking like, wait, I've had three things come out this year, which is wild because I'm not, my mind is like, well, I shot them last year and the year before that but then when you look at like when it was actually released it's like no you had a pretty dope year like sit and you know take all of that in and I'm grateful you know and and it's amazing and the fact that it's you know three completely different projects I think is a blessing in itself um you know because sometimes it's easy to to fall into the same type of roles and you know things like that or get like typecast um which is like an actor's nightmare, but I'm blessed to say that I I have three different bodies of work. You know, I have a TV movie, you know, a a network show, and then, you know, this, this darker type, you know, network streaming show. So yeah, that's a, that's a blessing for sure. Yeah.
0: It was truly worth the wait. I mean, I can only imagine how antsy I'd get if I, you know, had just filmed something that I thought, if I just filmed something that I was really proud of and had to wait and wait to share it with the world, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's that's like, I mean, a lot of the Major League Baseball players in the pandemic felt the same way. You know, guys who had gotten in shape and were going to have their chance to prove themselves on a big stage. And then all of a sudden their season got caught, cut to 60 games. Now, some of them, yeah, right. they did perform on that, you know, smaller scale of games, but there were a lot of guys that you know, just weren't mentally prepared and they never really recovered. So the fact that you're really thriving and getting a lot of great critical reception is just, I mean, so much to be proud of. So congratulations for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Now you come from a bit of a performing family. I know that your grandfather was one of the lead singers of the iconic Fifth Dimension. Um, Growing up as a kid, was was this like always your dream to be doing what you're doing now?
1: Um, I mean, yes but without the, like, I want to be like my grandfather. And I say that because when I was, you know, he was really in his prime before I was even thought of. Um, I'm the baby of three. So when I finally came around, he was, you know, settling into just being home and, you know, he was just pawpaw, you know, I I didn't see that part of it. Um, My interests was like every other kid watching TV. And it's like, I want to be on TV, you know? So he actually um, introduced me to his agent. You know, my mom told him like, hey, you know, G has an interest in, in acting. Can you help us? Because, um, you know, it was it was real easy. And I'm, I'm sure it still is. But at the time, it was real easy to, to fall into like the scams of, you want your child to be on TV. Do this and do that, and, you know? So... He lent a helping hand and, you know, introduced us to his agent. Um, his agent signed me and then I started booking Disney gigs. So at that time, I was I was seven when I booked my first commercial. And of course, still, it wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm going to, you know, choose to do with my life. Um, but it was fun. You know, I, I got to get out of school. The the Disney sets had the snacks that my mother wouldn't buy at home, and uh, (laughs) you know it was it was like a a just a a a play date, you know, with with kids that I had you know grown to be friends with on and off of set, Um, and uh, you know it just kind of snowballed into into, you know, working here and there still was not like a career thing for me, even throughout high school. I wanted to be an obstetrician when I was in high school. And uh, granted, I wasn't in in home studies. My mom did put me in home studies because she didn't want to have to pull me out of school for work. So she was like, you know, this is easier because in middle school, she would have to pull me out. So once I got to high school, she was like, you know, we're just going to do this. And when you work, it'd just be easier. But I was still not thinking about this being a career. Like I said, I wanted to be an obstetrician, and that's where I was. So once I graduated from college, I mean, once I graduated from high school, sorry, I I kind of stepped away for a while. Um, I just, you know, I was in a weird space um, type-wise. I feel like some some younger actors go through, like, well, she's not a kid anymore, but she doesn't look like an adult. So like that's what I went through. Um, so it was like kind of hard to place me. And I was like, well, you know, I'll just I'll chill for a second. Um, but then I kind of just found my way back without even really trying hard. Um, it just it always just seemed to circle back to to acting and entertainment and performing arts for sure.
0: Now, what was like the uh, what reinvigorated you to get back on the horse?
1: Um, I think I just realized that I I'm always my happiest on set. Um, um and I I wanted that Wh- whether I'm working or not. I just I love it. It's something about just being on set that just makes me my happiest. Um. And it's like every year for my birthday, where people are like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, to be on set. Blow <laughs> <what I> <laughs> out your candles, yes.
0: make a big wish for me yes. on set. <laughs> Okay.
1: Like, no gifts, no nothing, just to be on set. Yes, please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! Are you working on anything cool now that you're particularly excited about?
1: Uh, not currently. Um, I am actually in the uh, in the process of rearranging my team. So that's really what I'm focused on right now. Um, I'm really excited with with some of the choices that I made and and the things that are happening from a from a team aspect. Because you know, if you don't have a solid team, you know that's that's really it, especially for an actor. Um, there was a saying that I, that I saw, it was on the sag After website and it said the difference between, sometimes the biggest difference between an actor that's working and not is sometimes just a good agent, you know? So really a great team is something that I, I have been focusing on building and I'm, I'm really happy with the solid pieces that I have. So 2022, I'm going to come out so
0: Winging. <laughs> ah, touche. That, that fits the theme of our show pretty well. Yes. I just hope you don't, I mean, and, and I will tell you, break a bat or break a leg. You know, that, you know that's yes, where break a bat you. comes from, comes from break a leg. You know? Yes, I will.
1: <laughs> I'll break all the legs and all the bats.
0: Uh, <laughs> You've got a tough act to follow with your 2021, but I'm sure you'll uh, you'll, yes. you'll certainly achieve great heights. Is there like a, you know a certain type of passion project that you have in mind, or like a certain type? I mean, obviously, I know you have season two of uh, Sacrifice to look forward to, but like, is there is there a certain genre of work that you haven't gotten to do yet that you'd really like to?
1: I want to
0: be a witch. A witch? Why, why don't yeah. you do Wicked? Come to Broadway. Come to New York. Oh, Come here.
1: Well, that would be. <laughs> That would be a, a, a different beast. Um I have never done a stage like that and I definitely wouldn't I I wouldn't want to just jump into it. Um it would be a thing that I'm I'm interested in, but it would have to be after, you know, studying. I I wouldn't be just so disrespectful to say, well, I can do Broadway because I'm an actor. Like, no, that's a completely different beast and I respect that. So I would but it would have to be after actually training to understand what that is versus on screen, for sure.
0: Now, do you do a lot of singing like your grandfather did?
1: I do. I do a bit, <laughs> not a yeah. ton, not as not <laughs> as much as as the family I'm sure assumes I would do. But I do. I do a little bit. Um, yeah, I sing You're when dead. I'm when I'm asked. Yeah when
0: spot. you're oh on cue that's that's an impressive <laughs> treat. Yeah, yeah for, like like for projects
1: um oh, for in projects, that regard sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh I thought I, you meant
0: like parlor tricks I'm out at the we're out of oh, the parlor no. karaoke type of thing. Okay okay this uh, is for, well, like, No ambitions. I love the <laughs> karaoke
1: though. You know I definitely do but I think I I think one day I'll do an ode to the group uh, maybe even redo my favorite fifth song, which is Wedding Bell Blues." Um, so just just an ode and a tribute to the group. Um, just a passion project in regards to the music. One day, you yeah.
0: you do. And listen, I, you do very well in biopics. So whether it be you know an actual biopic or a tribute of some sort, I, I you know I think that this is uh, right up your alley. So I, I like where your head's Thank at you, there.
1: Man. Thank you. I think the-
0: I think folks would really enjoy that. Is your musical taste, does it skew more towards the old stuff because you grew up with, you know, such like a great example of that within your own family?
1: Um, you know, my musical taste and my ears are all over the place. I'll be completely honest. Like I have a little bit of everything on my phone. Um, like, of course, you know, we have the oldies, but one thing that people would probably find Interesting, not
0: weird, but interesting. I love EDM too. So really? I oh, do. interesting. Yeah, that, that, I was going to ask you later, like, what's a fact about Gigi Townsend that would surprise people the most? I would have that up there. You don't know, strike me as like the t- type of person like going to those, like, what do they call them? Like electric day, electric daisy festivals or yeah, something? Yeah, like the that. EDC.
1: I've never been to EDC. Um, I've, I've wanted to go, but then it's like, I it just, when, when the, like the tickets were going on sale, like I was always under a rock and never really knew when things were happening. But in theory, I would love to go. I would love to wear my tutus and my sunflowers, and you know, just go all out. But yeah, I I like EDM music.
0: Oh, that's a, yeah. so that's a bit of a shocker, and nothing wrong with it at all. That's 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 cool. <laughs> you <know>? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Now, Gigi, I do have to ask you, I know we've talked a little bit about your performing background and how deep that goes with your family. Growing up where Mm -hmm. you did in California, there's a lot of great sports teams. Do you have a particular favorite that comes to mind as far as uh, who you like growing up?
1: I I mean, I'm a Laker fan by default, of course.
0: Oh, what what a thing to have to be defaulted into, the winningest (laughs) franchise in basketball history.
1: Well, yes, (laughs) but yes, you know, we, we bleed purple and gold out here.
0: The Lakers. The are your team.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, does that if on the baseball front, would you be a Dodgers fan?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Do you have it? See, you have it good. You just, where you grew up, you just breed winners right. in multiple sports.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, now listen, I know that, you know, you, you're a, You're an actress first, but I want you to picture yourself as a hitter for a moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And as much as you've accomplished as a performer, this is about to get really tough, this little uh, thing that we do here on Break a Bad. It's kind of like the ninth inning here, bottom of the ninth, Let's say with two outs, games on the line, Araldus Chapman is on the mound, throwing 105 miles an hour. Now, you're in the batter's box trying to bring home that winning run. You got to get a big hit here. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Think quick on these fastballs. And if you have okay. a story or two that you feel like you want to sprinkle in there, by all means, how does that sound? Okay. <laughs> all no right, pressure, Well, how- right? Um. Well, maybe, don't you want to bring home the winning run? Okay, so all the pressure. All the pressure, all the pressure, yeah. People will hold you to the things that you say in this uh, episode here. (laughs) Totally teasing, but batter up. Uh, Favorite New York City meal?
1: Uh, Pizza.
0: Your last impulse buy? Uh, Skincare. Scene from a TV show you'll never forget?
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pallet of <laughs>
0: You can say oh, wow, I'm very impressed. Thank you for thank you for bringing some music to the at bat here. Wow. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. This is an important question for a lot of the Yankee fans in our audience. Are you team Jeter? Or team A-rod. A Rod. How come? Please tell us why. Uh, because that's
1: the name that I hear the most. <laughs> so <is> the popularity. <laughs> it's a choice that is in popularity. Just like high school class honest. president.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this one's from Connor in Middletown. If you can only keep one condiment in your fridge, what would it be?
1: cheese wait is that a
0: condiment no ketchup ketchup okay well you know, I, you know if it, cheese like if it's like the cheese whiz i guess that could be considered a condiment yeah. but i would rather I have ketchup cheese. than cheese with yeah do you love cheese i, I love cheese yeah. it's you sick too. i had a piece of cheddar before we did the show tonight oh, actually you? yeah <sighs> i didn't want to get too full you know before i got behind the mic, so i figure you know one slice of cheddar cheese uh, yeah would, would do the string thing. cheese is like my jam love that do you, do you peel mm-hmm. or do you just bite in
1: Oh no, I
0: peel. <laughs> I feel, there was a thing in the office about that. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, did you Did you watch The Office?
1: I did not. Please don't crucify me.
0: Oh no, 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 no! It's all good. Okay. I, I, I won't. Ru- I won't ruin the joke. But I think it's season two, the episode where Michael burns his foot. Ryan has a comment about spring cheese, and uh, spring cheese, string cheese, and. Uh, <laughs> that's that's why i'm always curious if people bite or if they peel um okay. you can be the lead in one broadway musical what would it be hmm. the lion king So you would want to be would you want to play simba nala nala yeah yeah that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome right To sing Kenny yeah. for the love tonight that'd be awesome yeah um, strangest place you've ever been recognized.
1: Um. Well, it wasn't really strange, but it was in the airport, and it was because of. Um, I used to do Instagram videos, and that's where the woman recognized me and uh, two other friends. We were like, "Oh, you do Instagram videos? Like,
0: oh, yeah watch those? <laughs> okay." <laughs> oh, so they didn't even recognize. But <laughs> well, she was like an older
1: woman. Yeah. Oh, really. Yeah, and it's like,
0: oh, well, thanks. Interesting. Well, so it wasn't even yeah. from your work on screen; it was from Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, that that, w- that would take me by surprise. Right. I guess I got some uh, some more work to do. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Aside from your love of EDM, fact about Gigi Townsend that would surprise people the most.
1: Um. Oh, I love arts and crafts. That's another like, I don't, weird, strange fact. But like, I keep coloring books um, and yeah, color often actually. And I have this game on my phone where you like color by number.
0: Oh, so, so you, okay. I'm trying to, is, is there a name for that? I feel like there's like a technical name for that. Uh, probably. Crazy. Yeah. But, mm mm-hmm. Do you like paint and stuff too, or do you like stick to the...
1: I haven't gotten into painting on a like serious level. Like, yeah, I've done like the the sip and paints, you know, with friends. But uh, I would like to, I would definitely like to, and like watercolors, things like that. um, I I would definitely love to.
0: All right. You can play one position in baseball. What would it be?
1: Um... I don't know. You gonna have people crucify me with these baseball-related questions. Um, <laughs> um I guess the pitcher.
0: You have a lot of control as a pitcher, a lot of eyes on you, yeah. right? That's a, it's always good for the performing pedigree, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. You could you could bring the heat. Do you think you'd be you think he'd be like more of a finesse pitcher? Do you think you would throw? You think you'd be more of like a uh, fastball pitcher that emphasizes speed? Like, would you want to get out there and just sling it, or would you want to like use pinpoint control? Uh, you know, and where you want to locate your pitches?
1: I, I would want to use pinpoint control. Okay,
0: yeah, so kind of like a Greg Maddox. So Gigi Townsend would be like a Greg Maddox, a real control finesse pitcher. Okay, it's good to know. Um, actor or actress you learn the most from?
1: Um, I would say. Well, I've never personally met her, but watching Kerry Washington's career um, has been a really, really beneficial and and great learning experience. Um, Just seeing where she goes or where she has gone from project to project and just how she, you know, essentially can do anything on any spectrum, whether it's a movie or or, or a TV show. And even now that she's, you know, executive producing and directing, um, Kerry Washington for sure.
0: And uh, this is the one that we used to wrap every fastball derby. What is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? You are enough. Yeah. Power of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. you keep that in mind a lot when you go into the audition room or when you go on to set?
1: Yes. You are enough. Don't try to be or or, you know... Do anything beyond what you are capable of. You being you is your superpower and what will set you apart. And it's that simple, you know, and what's for you will be for you. You can try to mess it up and you still won't mess it up because it's for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's sound advice, Gigi. A lot, a lot more people should. I, it, listen, it's hard to. It's very, I should say it's easy to um, let a moment explode. But if he could slow the game down, I think that's a true testament to a great performer. So it's mm-hmm. uh, solid wisdom right there.
1: Yes.
0: So, uh, you know, Gigi, for the folks at home, um, you know, that haven't tuned into uh, Sacrifice yet, what's like the big, uh, what What could they like look forward to? And what do you think that they're going to enjoy most uh, about your character?
1: Um, I think that they will look forward to the shock factor of jameson and not knowing that she is capable of doing half of the things that she does between episodes 105 and 110 because i was shocked like reading the script i'm like what i I have to do what guys what do you want me to do okay here we go (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm a villain (laughs) wow okay But yeah, I I think, I think that, um, you know, seeing her, her perfect pop star facade and then now she's, you know, like Al Pacino, the girl, what? (laughs) 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 Oh, Tony Montana, Al Pacino? Right. Yes.
0: Scarface, that's that shock factor.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh, that's so great. And, uh. (laughs) Wow, I'm I'm so I'm so excited for you know our audience to have a chance to watch it, of course. And um wow, Gigi, just this, this was just absolutely awesome. For the folks at home, you know, who may want to connect with you on social media, uh, where's the best place for everyone to find you?
1: So Instagram and Facebook, uh just Gigi Townsend, just straight across. Um, and Twitter as well. So you can find me there.
0: Oh, are you a big tweeter? I am not.
1: Um I will be honest with you. I, I come on every once in a while. I come on to check if, if Instagram is down on Twitter. And then it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gone. This is great.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I, that, I, especially when we had the big crash this fall. There were so many good gifs about like people running to yes. Twitter to check and see if Instagram was down.
1: I yes. Like that. <laughs> yes. I do that often.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Gigi, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This of was awesome. Course. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And, you know, everyone at home, make sure you catch Gigi on BET Plus and watch Sacrifice. It's full of scandal and suspense and shock. And I just know that uh, all of you will love it. Connect with her on social media. And most importantly, you know, also thank you for joining us tonight in the batter's box. I am so grateful to everyone in our audience as we kick off the 2022 season here. So uh, with that further ado, I'm gonna do my sign off. This is Al Malafrante. we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time.